With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Something soon. <laughs> you ain't lying. I gotta say that. 
That's just my. That's just something I got to put out there. Yeah, yeah, y'all got to work it out. Yeah, the Steelers got to work it out, man. It's been a hard knock life for Steelers fans right now. Uh, we know it, it's got to be some sort of twelve step program out there for fans who go through this. I know there probably <laughs> are not a lot of Steelers fans who uh, attend such things because you guys are usually um, in the mix. But right now, I, you know, I think it's, I, I think I think you're in need, my man. I think you're in, in dire need, brother. So. With no further ado, let me introduce the other two-thirds, uh, the final third of the uh, illustrious three-man booth, my man 100 grand, D. Will. I mean, Ph.D. Whoa. <laughs> What's happening, Daphne? Whoa, flat. Uh, yeah. Flat. I got to get, get D. Will's in twice, <laughs> right? Uh, well, what, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? My yeah. bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah, let's run that back. Let's run that back. All right. Introducing the final third of the illustrious three-man booth. My man, 100 grand. Phil T. Sports PhD. What's happening, Captain? Hey, what's happening, man? I appreciate the uh, the strong bring me out. I'm doing okay. Uh, looking forward to an excellent show tonight. All right. Excellent. So, we got it going, fellas. I'm going to get into everything we got going on in a portion of the show we like to call the intro to let them know. This week's edition of The Real Sports, guys, we have a slamming show for you, as we always do in store. First up, we have a funky editor. Um, whose teams are poorly, poorly underperforming. Uh, we're talking about Cam Newton, Eli Manning, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Matty Ice, Matt Schaub. Which of these guys is going to go into get-back season first? All right, it's get back season. You got to get back in the race. First quarter of the season is over, and we got to check in and see who's going to step up and come back and get back into the mix. You dig? So we're going to weigh in on that. All of the renegades are going to drop a couple dimes on who we think is going to get back into the get their team back into the race. Which of these quarterbacks is going to put the team on his back and carry him into the playoffs, or has the best chance to at least? Then we're going to hit you with our Week Five NFL recap. We're going to go over the games that we picked last week, as well as our new information, impressive performance. We have a little segment we call it Dedication. The Dedication. We're going to dedicate some quotes from one of our all of our favorite shows, The Wire. If you've never seen it, go check it out. Get it on HBO, on DVD. By whatever means you, you access it, check it out. It, it's definitely worth it. I know my man, PhD, can definitely vouch for it. He's her, fine, and I. not go at it. So how amazing this quest. Yeah, I'm ten years late, but I'm on uh, I'm on season three, like 2005. It's excellent. So yeah, season three is where it really gets deep. And season two, it kind of it moved along. The story moved along. Still a very good season. But season three, right. the game, the game is real. The game is right. real. Frank, so Frank the vodka. At the docks. Now, I just started season three uh, at lunch today, so I'm like halfway through the first episode. Um, just, okay. just a teaser alert, alert for you, for you fellas. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to let you enjoy it, man, because it's, it's worth it. It's worth enjoying. So we're going to dedicate some quotes to some guys um, who, who did their thing or didn't do their thing in week five. Uh, 
and guys who uh, have stood out this first quarter of the NFL season. Then, you know, around here, we known, we are known for our list, all right? We're known for our list, so we're going to do a top seven college football coaching jobs. We're going to break down with USC just coming open in crazy fashion, which we got to talk about that a little bit, with Lane Kiffin, you know, getting off to the plane at, you know, 3, 4 in the morning and the 80 standing right there with your boss. <laughs> Instead of waiting on you when you get off the airplane, it, 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 it can't be very good, man. It can't be very good, especially when you're a football coach. Like, yo, we got a facility. I was going to go back to the facility. You know, you could have met me there. You had to meet me at the plane. So, you know, he got he got the uh, he got the axe out in, so, in SoCal. So we're going to get into the top seven jobs. Um, we're going to talk, talk about our picks for this week. Coming up, and that's you know we gonna see what we can get into. Uh, be on the lookout as we get closer to the NBA season. We gotta bring in, we'll bring in Justin Page, you know, JP. We gonna bring him in, and we gonna get him going. Uh, and we gonna have him come in and do a preview show. So be on the lookout for that. We're not we're not gonna leave you we're not gonna leave you hanging on the NBA. So we definitely gonna get into that. So with no further ado. I'm going to jump in to this funky editorial and get us going. So let's hit them off like this, players. Fellas, the one thing we need to say, shall we say it, y'all? Melvin, Jimmy, Coleman, Ryan, say it. Everybody want to get funky one more time. Now, I'm going to set this up and then hand it off to the fellas and let them really run with it as we get into this and dig into this funky editorial topic. We are going to talk about who is going to go into get-back season first, who's going to go into get-back mode first. Of these five quarterbacks, who do you think has the best chance of turning their team around as they stand week five? Cam Newton, who is quarterbacking the one and three Carolina Panthers. Eli Manning, who is quarterbacking the 0-5 New York Giants. Big Ben, who is quarterbacking the 0-4 Pittsburgh Steelers. Matty Ice, who is quarterbacking the 1-4 Atlanta Falcons. And then we got Matt Schaub, who's quarterbacking the 2-3 uh, Houston Texans. So those are the candidates. PSD, my man, who's got the best shot? Um, yeah, this is a <laughs> great question because it really made me think. Um, I'm going to go with Matty Ice, Matt Ryan in Atlanta, for the reason that I believe that he had, like, he has the best team around him. Now, I know it's a big question of what's going on with Julio Jones. I mean, there's word that this cat might be out all season after the game on Sunday. But I think with Steven Jackson coming back, and, you know, I mean, Steven Jackson will come back for two or three games, and he'll be hurt for another two or three games, and he'll come back for the last few games of the season because that's what Steven Jackson does. I think that he has enough around him to be successful. 
even though they've been playing horrible, I think it's more on their defense. If you look at Matt Ryan's line from yesterday, I don't believe he's had any turnovers, any pickoffs. Um, so he, he's playing at a high level. He still has Gonzalez. Um, Roddy Wright hopefully will get healthy. So based on these other teams, these other quarterbacks, I see them as improving more because I think as a function of them getting more healthier, they'll like they're going to play better. So, so you going with Maddie Ice? You going with Maddie Ice over there, PAC? And that, I think that's I think that's a solid pick. The thing that worries me with that crew is they're in a very tough division. Um, you got New Orleans, who is, is back at it and, and holding it yeah. down and, and doing what they do. Um, which is which is, is scary. Uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. You, we talk about Belichick and Brady. I think we got to really start to acknowledge that Drew Brees and Sean Payton are quite the dynamic duo as far as coach and quarterback. Because uh, when they're together, man, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah. I, I think they got. I think I, I definitely like what you said. I think not having that running game, not having Stephen Jackson, and not having all those other pieces is, is it having a huge impact on Matty Ice. Does it change? Watching him play right now, does it change how you perceive Matty Ice? It does. In some ways, he has moved up in terms of the quality that I think he is as a quarterback right now. Another notable injury I didn't mention is Weatherspoon, who's the anchor for their defense, and I believe he's done all year. Um, But I think Matt Ryan's been playing great considering his offensive line's a mess. He's adapted. He's had a couple offensive linemen out, so what have they done? They've went to more three-step drops. They're looking at more checkdowns, and they're mo- they're moving the offense a lot better doing that, and they're giving up less sacks. The thing that they have to continue to do is get better in the red zone, and that's another reason that makes me very optimistic is because they have one of the best red zone um, targets in the game in terms of Gonzalez. So, so I'm 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 very optimistic. I will be optimistic about the Falcons until they are statistically eliminated from the playoffs. Okay, uh, D. Wills, I want you to weigh in. Which of these five quarterbacks do you think is, is going to have an opportunity to make some, make some noise and push their team back into the playoff hunt? Um. So the way I looked at this is, is I evaluated by the quarterback, are they doing something that can be corrected? So I thought about that. The other thing getting back on track as we think about even recent years, the thing that gets you back on track is they get help. They have a defense that puts them in places that allow for them to get their confidence back or allow for things to start rolling where they develop a running game. Uh, the and the team, I think, that has the best shot given those things, I think what I don't like about Atlanta is that, and this has been their problem, historic, their defense is just not dominant. They don't have a really good – their defensive line has, wasn't able to generate pressure last night against a rookie quarterback. Um, and they have let them down time and time again, not stop people. Matty Ice played a great game. That defense is near the bottom total defense. They're like they're 18th in the league. And they're not going to get better anytime soon. Whereas if you look at a team like Houston – they're in the top in everything on defense. And the only thing that's killing them is Shab has just got to stop throwing pick sixes. I mean, if you just ran the probability of how many pick sixes can you throw, 
I mean, you got a better you got a better chance of probably winning a lotto than throwing pick sixes. And and that's what's been the difference between them losing. So I think that's you can correct that. I think they can and they're not that far out of uh, a wild card spot. In fact, they're not that you know that that far out of even Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is a great team, but I think they can be a wild card team because they have a defense that can play. And the one thing they got to correct is just Maddie's just got, I mean, uh, Shab is just not got to throw pick sixes. If he threw the, the pick and it got tackled, they got a good enough defense to make you kick field goals. So he's got to stop making those kind of errors, which I think he can do. Um, and they'll get a little bit healthier uh, to do it. So I, I think I think Shab is probably in the best position because he has a defense and he's in uh, a division that I think. Uh, well, they're close enough to the top that they can they'll fight and scrap to to get to a wild card spot. Okay, okay, and 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 the thing I think with that situation, you got to acknowledge is that Shab seems to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with him. I mean, the pitch thickness, the city seems to be turning on him a little bit. It seems as if. He has lost a lot of confidence. And, you know, the running game is in flux. Again, how has this whole setup of the season changed your perception? Because these are all guys who coming into the season, people kind of had in that second tier behind those top four or five guys. Has Sean shifted up or down given how he started this season thus far for UD Wills? Well, I think he shifted down, but I think part of it is, they got enough weapons that they can, and their defense is good enough that they can shift the way they play. They can, they can focus a little bit on the run because they got a defense that can play. And so part of it is maybe you're not as wide open with your game. Maybe here uh, in the next few weeks you just are uh, you just good enough. You feel good enough to win sixteen ten, and so you don't give him enough opportunities here for the next week or two. To really make those mistakes, and you got you got running backs, you got things, so you don't have to to try to get it all now. And I think they can do some things in the game plan because they got a good enough defense to get him back on track. Is he elite? Quarterback? He doesn't have to be elite with this team and his defense to win. They, you know, they don't have to lean on him as much compared to Matty Ice is going to have to shoot some people straight up because his defense is not going to stop anybody. Not even good, and. And Eli, he don't have a chance. He's he, he hemorrhaging on offense and defense and defense. <laughs> so he he basically out of there all together. And Ben, you know the how clock, I feel about this. You, you know how I feel about ticking. this. The clock yes. is ticking on Shab. The clock yes. is ticking on Shab. If they don't get it done this season, and if he is the major reason why they did not, mm-hmm. it's time for them to move on. It's time for them to move on. And and what and I my James, I think he yeah I think I think he, he what I'm saying is I think he can recover enough out of these quarterbacks in the short run. He has his team and it's more of a team than him has the best chance of recovery. But I don't know even if they recover and go deep in the playoffs because for them it's about winning Super Bowls. I think Denver is just too good. Um, He'll make a run, but it's not enough to get his job. They're going to, they're going to draft somebody or they're going to get a free agent or they're going to trade him. But there's enough for them to recover and make a run in the playoffs. But I still don't think that's enough for them to save his job. No, that won't be enough for him. 
Uh, whereas the other guys, they got enough street cred, they can have a bad season like this, and, you know, people aren't going to be looking to move them. He's the one that's in the most danger. But I think his team has the best chance of going deep in the playoffs, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I think I think with Shaw, I, I say I, I say I, I say the clock is uh, struck, and I think I think what's happening to him now is people are seeing that he is what he is. I think for the last couple of years he's gotten by on this idea that if they get him a few more weapons, you know they get you know they get this they get that he's going to take that next step and join that class of, of these other elite guys. And I think what you're seeing now is people that fan base there in Houston is starting to realize. He's not going to get us there by himself, and we he needs way more help than we think. And he's not – we don't have an Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees kind of guy. He's not in that tier, and he's probably not going to ever get to that tier. And I think that's but, the realization but, 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 but right game now. game changer. But, game changer, let me ask you this question. And there's something to think about. We really should look at this deeper. I don't know if we'll be getting to it tonight. But he was the first of one of those those – kind of super backup quarterbacks who could be a starter that everybody fell in love with. How do how many of those cats have really panned out? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's uh, <laughs> Matt Flynn just got cut. <laughs> Matt Flynn just got cut. The you other you day. know, and, and, and every time, and I was on the guy like you know, I was always defending the existing person. Matt Castle. Was, Matt Castle. I was always defending the existing person. Everybody was like, oh no, you got it. And I always I said, you know, if you were a starter, it's like any sport, you would be starting. There's something about you that's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that? I think Shab Shab may, and again, I think this gets at your point. But I think Shab may be the poster boy for a guy that's been most successful in terms of this era. I mean, not talking about a Steve Young or anybody, but that's kind of the best. You know, Shab has led a team to the to the playoffs, but he's been highly inconsistent. Hey, he he's to look at. Go ahead. But he's the one with the most elite running back, right? Yeah. What's made him good out of the other other ones is he's had a he's had a, he has he has fostered an elite players that can mask weaknesses, right? I mean, think about the other ones. They haven't really had that kind of help. I mean, in some ways, he's been masked because they had a running game. I'm just going to say that. I'll leave you alone. And, and, and honestly, that's how I feel about Matty Ice in Atlanta. Um, I think, you know, some of his deficiencies, I think, are starting to show a little bit more. Um, with just, you know, he was viewed as this guy who didn't lose at home, you know, who's rock solid, bring the team back. And I'm not saying it's all his fault. His offensive line is shaky. He doesn't have a running game. But I think what you're seeing now is he needs those things. And I think that's the difference between the elite guys and these other dudes. Peyton Manning doesn't need a running game. He can, he can manufacture one. He can, he, he, he'll, he'll actually make the running game better. You know, Sean Moreno was an afterthought the last three years. Now he's a pretty decent back. Um, Aaron Rodgers, they haven't had a running game in Green Bay in two, three years. Drew Brees. Anybody want to name the same starting tailback? I'll wait. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who's the starting running back in New England? You know, so when you talk about those elite guys, they make it happen even with shaky offensive lines, even with shaky parts around them, even with shaky guys at the skill position, they still make it pop. And with guys like Schaub and Flacco, 
and Matt Ryan, I think they need a little bit more. And I think that's where you start to see. That's where you start to separate the platinum from the white gold. Well, I will say this, and I, I think I'm a Phil T was was a, a, a Matty Ice person, and I was away on the other side. But if I look at Matty Ice, he's making the plays. All those teams, you know, those are great. Those are great quarterbacks. They always had at least a defense could make one play. Like even when even when Peyton was in Indianapolis, his defense knew enough that you know if we got twelve drives. If they score on, if they move the ball on ten and get field goals or whatever, we got to stop at least two times, and our guy can win, right? Atlanta can't stop anybody. I, I mean, Matt, what did Matt do that that he, he did everything he was supposed to do? Their defense let a rookie go down the field on. What, what do you do at that point? But yet and still, yet and still, where, where, but where Atlanta faltered was because they didn't have those ancillary pieces around Matty Ice. He doesn't have a running game. He can't. He's got probably the best receiving core in the, arguably the best receiving core in the league, if not a top three receiving core. We talked about Julio Jones, Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, Harry Douglas, all solid dudes, all very solid dudes. Tony Gonzalez is probably the best tight end. Julio Jones is one of the top three young receivers in the game, probably in that up, definitely in that upper echelon of receiver in the league. Roddy White is just coming out of that upper echelon. He's been injured this year, but when he's healthy, again, the last five, six years, he's been right at the top of the league as a receiver. Where they struggle, they can't run the ball. He's not as good in the red zone. They can't manufacture points in the red zone because people immediately double Gonzalez. And so now that people are doubling Gonzalez and they can't run the ball, Matty Ice is useless in the red zone, which is why they lost last night. Not because the defense gave up way too many points and they let a rookie do way too much, but they still had chances to put the ball, put points on the board and lock that game up last night, and they did not because they could not run the ball. They couldn't run a ball against as a top defense. I mean, they got right. 28 points so against know, the Jets so you know as a top defense. To run the ball against the Jets. You know you're not going to be able to run the ball against them because you've got a safety line, so you got to put it in the hands of your quarterback. And they didn't get it done. So for me, that's part of the reason I'm kind of I'm kind of shaky on Maddie Ice because I, I think he's being exposed a little bit. Is he need he needs a running game to do what he does? And I'm with you. I, I, I've been shaky on him. I've been I criticize. You know, I'm, I, I, I told I said Atlanta's paper champions. Remember I said glass jaw, glass Joe. I'm I'm, I'm with all that. Uh, but last night I was like, wow. I really started looking at that defense, and I'm like. With a rookie now, out of this bunch, I can't, I can't give, y'all can't give him something, but I'll leave it alone. Out of this bunch, I'm not going with the guy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off off the board a little bit. I'm not going with the guy I think um, is gonna get his team in to the playoffs or get his team back on track. I'm going with the guy I think needs to, or else I think everybody's opinion should change on this guy if he doesn't. And that's Cam. You know, Cam has got to get it going. He's got to get it going, and he's got to get this franchise turned around. It, it, he's, he's constantly regressed after that hot start, and he's got to show people he's still what people thought he was before. Again, it seems like the scout report is about 
two weeks ahead of where he is right now. And he's got to catch up to the, He's got to get back ahead of that scouting report. It seems like he's behind his own scouting report right now because he just isn't getting it done in Carolina. What do you think of that? Because I know you're a Cam guy, D-Wills. What do you think about Cam? Uh, you're right. I mean, he has to get better. I mean, a lot of it's just he's got to figure out how to um, manufacture that. He's good enough quarterback. He's smart enough. I mean, part of it is he's got to make plays. You know, you can't miss Steve Smith on throws that you just got to get there. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's got to make plays. It's tough because he's, he's in a tough division. It's going to be a battle every game. Uh, but he's good enough to win. they got good enough people to do it. Um, but, yeah, he, he needs to make a run, especially with the way some of these other young quarterbacks, like, you know, Luck and uh, RG3 and uh, Wilson. And, you know, even we saw a young man Smith last night. I mean, these guys are – you know, coming together, and he should be farther along. So you're right. I think he does need to make some kind of run uh, with this team. This team is good enough to win some games if he plays better. So. Yeah, and, you know, I think because what's going to happen is if they don't get it together this year, Revere is going to get fired, a new coordinator is going to come in, a new coach is going to come in, and a new system is going to come in. And every time that happens for a young quarterback, it's a roll of the dice. I mean, look at Alex Smith. The kid had talent. He's always had talent. But when you start to get that revolving door of coordinators coming in, and right. it becomes really difficult to be successful for a young quarterback. And so that's why I feel like it's really, for Cam, it's really a, a big year because he's got to either solidify himself as a legit big-name QB or – it's only going to get tougher from here because then, you know, now people are going to start to, you know, unless unless you roll the dice and you get the right guy that comes in. But, again, I mean, there are a lot of guys who had big years early and then couldn't continue that success. We talk about a Jay Cutler, even a guy like John Freeman, um, you know, guys who came in early and had a lot of success and then things started to change around them and you start, slowly started to see that they didn't look like the same kind of a player that they did early on. So, I want to bring back my man, Ph.D., real quick. I want to get him back in the conversation. Eli Manning and the New York Giants. Bruh, mm. <laughs> can you provide some sort of perspective on this tire fire in blue? No. You need a Ph.D. to explain that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no. But clue. where's the pedigree? I'm, I'm not even gonna guess. I don't know. I mean, I mean, write this down. The Peyton for all the Manning mojo this season. Is there only like is there a finite amount of Manning mojo to go around? And Peyton is just sucking it all up because he and I no. at this whole squad doesn't look like they don't look like pros. I'm uh, I'm speechless, and that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I dig it, man. I dig it. So that does it for this edition of the Funky Editorial. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio. We're going to transition into our Week 5 recap. To start this off, we're going to go over the games that we picked from last week and also update the standings, which I, I have kept track of. 
All right. So last week, the games we picked, we picked uh, Cincinnati versus who's Cincinnati playing last week? Cincinnati versus New England. New England, yeah. Cincinnati versus New England. We all went Cincinnati in that game. We had Indy, Indianapolis versus Seattle. Uh, PhD and I went Seattle. Devon went Indy, so Devon got a W there. We had Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, D. Wills and I went Green Bay. PhD went with the D, and <laughs> he put the L on that. He one. drank that Kool Aid. He drank that Kool Aid. He did. He did. The Hawaiian. We'll talk flavor. about it. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Oh, we're gonna talk then about we it. Then we had. We're gonna talk. Oh about yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Then we had Dallas versus Denver. D. Wills, you want to talk about drinking Kool-Aid? You went with Dallas on this one. <laughs> you went with Dallas. And I and, it. Hey, yeah, one exception away from being right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. And, and, and let's start there. Let's go ahead and start with Dallas versus Denver. High-scoring game, 51 to 48. Tony Romo throws for 500 yards, five touchdowns. He's going toe to toe with Peyton Manning. Fifty-eight minutes of the game, Tony Romo looks unstoppable, and then two minutes. (laughs) Romo go Romo, and he does, and it's unfortunate. It colors how everybody views him. Now there are people over the last couple of days who have been going off on both sides of this argument. People need to lay off Romo. It was one pass. He had a great game. And then there are people on the other side of this argument who are saying, this is who he is. And, yes, he had a great game, but can you not throw that pick at that time? And at some point, people have to say, he finds a way to lose games. He could be having the best game of his life, and he'll still find a way to lose. And so you have these two arguments. And I want to start with D. Will, because you picked Dallas. Where where do you fall in this debate around Tony Romo? Great performance for Tony. Um, going up against one of the greatest, uh, I would say, regular season quarterbacks ever. Um, and, you know, and one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Uh, but there you great, go with that great caveat, performance. You, well, you know, you know, because the playoff record speaks for itself. But we'll, we'll go with that. But the, 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 what, what it came down to was, yeah, Peyton threw an interception, but he threw it earlier in the game, and he made, early in that quarter made an adjustment. Tony is, is – is, and if you watch that play, it's a microcosm of who he is, right? He comes back, drops back, gets a little pressure, not a lot of pressure, a little pressure, enough he could just step up. He's got time on the clock. But he goes for it rather than checking down to the running back who's right there in front of him. Nibble at it. When you watch Peyton, Peyton forces you to nibble. He hits you to the body, to the head. Tony Romo is like the old uh, uh, what's my what's my guy who was a great uh, Puerto Rican boxer um, who had the great left hook recently. Um, you know what Hello? you know. Uh, not Cotto, but uh, um, what's my guy before that who fought the big fight? Ah, it was Cotto, and before Cotto it was, I'll get the name of it. But he had a great left hook. And once you, once you were able to isolate 
what you were able to know, it wasn't Ortiz. Trinidad. Uh, Trinidad. 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 Trinidad had the most explosive left hook, right? But once boxers figured out all he had was left hook, great boxers, they would isolate that left hook. And that's the thing about Romo is Romo is always looking to throw that left hook. And sometimes what he's going to grow up and understand is that sometimes you don't throw that left hook. You throw that right, you touch him to the body, you hold off it, you learn to develop another punch. And he just, I thought he had graduated in, in that game. And then all of a sudden he went back to what he knew going for the home run. And so it is who he is. He's a great quarterback, but he's not going to get his team over the top. He's got to make those plays. And I don't know what it is, but I tell you right, what they're going to do now is they're going to roll him out and force him to make certain throws. I think in these situations, they're going to take the reins away from him and they're going to force him. They're going to give him one or two options that he got to throw to in some of these situations. They're going to, they're going to buckle it down, but I mean, I think the criticism is warranted. It is what it is. Great performance, but to be great, you got to see what Peyton did. Peyton knew how to check down. He knows how to set the run up, and Tony's not at that level yet. He's still a left hooker. You know, he does now, now, I'm kind of in that camp, too. I, you know, I fought I Romo for keeping the team in the game. He, he didn't give up 51 points. You know what I'm saying? The defense did. But... You had a chance to win. But in that, in, in that game, that's, that's Dominique. That's Dominique against Bird, right? Exactly. That's all that you is. can do in that's that Dominique moment. Bird. All you can do in that moment is play from that moment. For every play, you play from that play forward. You can't go back. You can't change nothing that happened. So in that moment, he didn't make the right decision. And that's on him. Whether the defense gave up a hundred points, if you had a chance to win and you had ninety-seven, and the defense gave up a hundred. Well, from that point on, you got to do what you got to do to win that game. And he doesn't do that time and time again. And so that's where I kind of jump off on Tony Romo. And that's why I just I can't get in on Dallas because, again, Romo going Romo. He's going to do what he do. And that's lock up in the, key, in the clutch moment. That's what I say. He, he, he's, a Dominic, he's a Dominic Wilkins of football. Everybody wants to be heard. <laughs> I'm leaving it alone. Now, on the flip side of the coin, you got Denver and Peyton Manning, the best regular season quarterback ever, as you like to call. <laughs> I want to bring in, I want to bring PAC back into the conversation as we go in and talk about the flip side. Because he and I both saw, we we both saw the writing on the wall. And Denver right now is is dirty. I mean, it's video game dirty. This is this yeah. is one of those squads. This is the '07 Patriots. This is greatest show on turf kind of deal. Where you got a guy who's locked in, who's yeah. <laughs> what do you like about this Denver team right now, PhD? I like that they ran the ball thirty times on Sunday. Everything else in terms of the receivers. This this tight end Thomas, uh, the way they're clicking together, all that is great, historically great. But the thing I like most is that they are running the ball um, well, and they're not they're not going to lead the league in rushing. But when you are scoring over fifty points and you and you run the ball thirty times, to me. 
that's like some old Buffalo Bill stuff back in the early 90s when they had Thurman Thomas and Kenneth Davis, and they threw the ball all around, but they also were able to run it effectively, and that kept the defense honest. And you couldn't do nothing with Jim Kelly. You couldn't do nothing with um, Andre Reid. I mean, you just couldn't do anything with them, and this is what the Broncos are doing at a higher level offensively. But the thing I'm most excited about is the way they're running the ball, and they're creating a, a certain type of balance. And what that does is that forces the defense to not just play nickel and dime sets. They have to play base sets, and that creates the, the mismatches with Welker. That creates the mismatches with the tight end Thomas, where you have to keep an extra linebacker out there to protect against the run, but oh no, now that linebacker is going to get matched up with, with Thomas or Welker, and good night. I mean, it's over at that point. And this is what i got to say is um, how blessed can Julius Thomas be? <laughs> I mean, you not only do you have a great skill set, but, you know, he could have got yeah. stuck with a quarterback like, I don't know, Blaine Gabbert, you know, easily. You know what I mean? He could have Tebow, you know, he could have Tebow in there. You know, this guy gets with Peyton Manning, who he uses everybody so well. I mean, everybody so well. Here's the question I want to throw out. Man for man, PhD, is this the greatest receiving core Peyton Manning has ever had? He had some good ones. He had some good ones in Indy. Is this better than Harrison, Stokely, Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne, young Reggie Wayne? Well, well, I would say that um, I actually think their best offensive team in Indy was, uh, and I forget the year, but Dallas Clark wasn't even their man guy. Marcus Pollard was actually their starting tight end. And that year, Stokely, Wayne, and um, Harrison all went for 1,000 yards. And, you know, Marvin went crazy for like 140 balls or something. Um, I would say no. I would say that Indy team right now is better, but I reserve the opportunity to come back and review it at the end of the season. And I would say the biggest difference is Edron James. Edron James at running back. Because not only did you have a running game that could keep you honest, you had a running game where you give it to Edron 20, 25 times, and he's popping over 100 yards, period. But you had a guy that could not break away speed, but I mean he could break off a 10 or 15-yard run at any time. So in that regard, I would say it's a close edge because I do think Welker is much better than Stokely as a third receiver. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Russ, Wes Welker as a third receiver. I mean, they are ridiculously good right now. And then I'd like to see what Thomas does for an entire season. So to answer the question directly, I would say no. I think uh, that Colt team, I can't remember the year, had a better offensive weapon surrounding Manning. Okay. All right. So with that said, I'm going to transition to another game we picked last week, which had an interesting result, and that's Indy versus Seattle. And this was a slugfest. Indy came out throwing haymakers, got Seattle against the ropes, and then Russell Wilson does what Russell Wilson do, and he brought his squad back. Now, these two guys I think are going to – these are the two teams I picked to – no, I picked Seattle and Denver to play in the Super Bowl. But Indy – is really, really making a case as 
a tough team. The defense looks tough. Trenton Richardson finally starts to get into a groove in the second half of this game, picking up better yardage than he had in the first half. His numbers didn't look great, but if you really broke him down and look at the difference between the first half and the second half, he ran much better in the second half of this game than he did in the first against a very good run defense with the Seahawks. You add in T.Y. Hilton, who's developing and coming along. You got Reggie Wayne, who is Reggie Wayne. And Andrew Luck just keeps on doing his thing. Numbers aren't flashy. Numbers aren't amazing, but he keeps winning football games. D. Wills, this Indianapolis team, how far do you think they can go? Um, you know, I, 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 you know, depending on how the brackets fall out, um, I could see them in the AFC championship against Denver. I mean, they have that kind of. I think they met up with Denver. You know, then it's like you know, you meeting the master and it's wax on, wax off. Just you know, and I think by that time, you know, Denver's got their defense coming together. Uh, Mister Mister Peel and Big Glasses is back on defense, rushing. Uh, and that would be a different element. But I think they have the ability to go deep, I would say, at least to the AFC Championship. Um, this this kid is just, you know, mature beyond his years, doesn't get shook. Um, I mean, it's like Peyton on steroids. You know, um, it's scary. Um, I think they're just well-coached. They're a sound team. They're, they're One thing I would say about this team versus previous Indianapolis teams, they got a, they got a toughness about them that – the Patriots felt like they could exploit back in the day. You know that? You know, and and right. this team, is they're going to hit you straight in the mouth. And they proved that against Seattle. I love the way their receivers, particularly Hilton, and we'll talk about that later, um, competed uh, against them and didn't let Sherman. Sherman, I love some of the stuff that he said. He did a little interview with him. But they competed against a very physical team and went at it. I mean, I – I think it's great, as well as, you know, Russell Wilson is doing his thing. This, I mean, I, I love to see these two quarterbacks. You know, it's going to be great to watch them for the next 10 years play. But Indy can go deep. I'm looking at AFC Championship, depending on how the brackets fold for them. Um, I would see them against Denver. They have the ability to be there against Denver. Seattle, hey, hey, you know, yeah. Seattle, Seattle makes me very nervous. And I'll tell you why. Who's their go-to receiver? I'll wait. That's what scares me. If you look at NFL teams that are successful, typically they have a go-to receiver. They paid Sidney Rice a lot of money, but he's not it. Now, maybe Person Harvin will be it when he gets back. But Percy Harvard is not really a go-to type of guy. He's a jack-of-all-trades that's going to get you at the end of the game. Like, wow, that guy had 20 touches and 130, 140 all-around, all-purpose yards. He's not a go-to stud receiver. And I think it's fine if you don't have a top-ten receiver. I mean, look what the San Francisco did last year. But they had dynamic guys that could get open. Mattingham, um, Crabtree, that just scares me about them. Yeah, I think that's that's when you when you point it out, and it's something that you know I think gets overlooked a little bit is that they they aren't they aren't scout on the perimeter. I mean they aren't they don't scare you on the perimeter at all. Um, you know they run the ball hard, they 
play tough D, but they just don't really bring it when you're talking about forcing you to play the edges of the field and forcing you to play the whole field, being able to send somebody deep. Yeah, I, I I I can't argue with that at all. You know, I can't argue with that at all on that team. What I was uh, a point I wanted to make about when we get back to talking about Luck and Manning is you know keeping with our wire theme. I see a Marlowe Stansfield Avon Barksdale dynamic developing with these two. You know, and I got some quotes that you know I'm on, I'm gonna drop. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop yeah. one that I Damn got for fans, Andrew Luck. You're killing me. I'm in third season, first episode. They just introduced Marlo. You're killing me, man. Hey, you good, man. I'm not giving nothing away. You already about to see when they introduce Marlo, you know what it's going to be already. So if you know who Marlo is, I'll be back you in three minutes, guys. Marlo is. I'm, uh, I'm stepping out of the <laughs> studio. I'll be back. I, I got a quick quote, though. The quote won't give nothing away in the story. You're good, bro. Here's the quote. Marlo Stansfield. I ain't never been, I ain't never wanted to play the son. And that's how I feel Andrew Luck's approach is. He, he says, I ain't never wanted to play the son. He he is coming after everybody. He's coming after everybody. Yeah, I got on the jersey. Yeah, I'm wearing the blue and white. Yeah, I got on the horseshoe, but I ain't never wanted to play the son. So, that's my that's my that's my that's my Mar, that's my Marlo quote for luck. That's my dedication to luck. All right. So I want to transition. So we kind of recap the games. I want to give us a, I want to give out our um, our standings right now. So after with the two week hiatus coming back this week, we are right now. Last week, um, when we left the fans, D Wills was nine and three. I was eight and four, and PhD was eight and four. Now the week in between, D Wills, you went three and three. Uh, PhD went three and three, and I went four and two. So I picked up a game. So fast forward to last week. Last week standings we finished. You got you were twelve and six. I was twelve and six. PhD was eleven and seven. This week, you went. Four and two. We all went four and two this week. We all had a different game we lost. We had a different couple of games we lost. So we all went four and two, uh, which means right now you're at sixteen and eight. I'm at sixteen and eight, and D Wills is at fifteen and nine. I mean, PAD is at 15. D Wills is at sixteen and eight. I'm at sixteen and eight. So we got a game up on PAD right now. So. We uh, I just wanted to get that out there before we we move on into new information. Now, new information. This is the part where we analyze the data from the past week and we spit out some new intel that we've gathered from watching football this past weekend in the NFL. So I'm gonna start with D. Wills. What new information you got for us this week, bro? New information. I love the way you put that. Um. You know, this is this has been a great uh, a great week. My new information I have that the the Saints are not just a dome team because now they got a defense that travels. The Saints, let me say it again, are not just a dome team. They 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 now have a defense that actually travels. This defense right now might even travel first class. They don't travel coach. Yeah, 
You may have to say that a third time. <laughs> the Saints now have a defense that travels. Before I used to think Four they used times. to just rent. Yeah, they used to just rent players wherever they go and just bring the offense. Like they just find the local, you know, J, you know, Jake Juco uh, Division Three team and just put Saint helmets on them just so they could save money on travel and leave the starters just to play uh, at home games. But now I guess they, I think they have enough money in the budget they bring the defense along with them. Okay. So you you, you the Saints the the Saints. You like the Saints is your new information. That defense is real. I mean, it is. The defense is real, and it, it's it's a whole nother it's a whole nother situation out there, which I, which I, I really I really like um, for Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and now they got a defense to go with what we knew it was going to be a really good offense. And even though the offense is really good, it's really good in a really different way, like. They've never had a dominant inside kind of guy who caught a lot of passes in the seams. And Jimmy Graham is a beast of a special yeah. kind. Uh, and they're not so strong on the outside as they used to be. But Breeze is still uh, Breeze is just working the middle of the field between Sproles and Jimmy Graham. He's killing the middle of the field. And eventually, I think those outer, outer edges of the field are going to open up. But Graham is a beast. What do you think about Jimmy Graham, PhD? He's a beast. I like him. He <laughs> he seems like a Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, but better in terms of how good he is compared to how what they were only two or three years into the league. He uh, and he, he seems like he's still a bit rough around the edges. When you look at him two three years ago when he was running routes. He's a lot more polished now, but he still has a ways to go, which is scary. Yeah, he yeah, it, it's very scary what, what he can become. And maybe that's just the thing you got to do. If you got one of these top level quarterbacks, you need to get yourself a six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pound, too short for the NBA power forward, Hooper. and just yeah. roll with that. You know what I mean? And just roll with that. So that that that's. That that's something to look out for because that that Saints team is going to be, I think, in the mix for the duration of of the season. Yeah. EHD, your new information. My new information is Calvin Johnson is really good, and one might ask, new information. He didn't play this past week. Well, the Lions went from having one of the best offenses in in the NFL the first month of the season to looking pedestrian this past week. And I think that has 100% to do with Calvin Johnson not being on the field. Even though Calvin Johnson may only get five or six catches a game, what the defense has to do to account for him, it's like when Calvin Johnson is on the field, you're playing with only eight or nine guys for everybody else. Well, when he's not on the field, you can play 11 guys towards everybody else. And so, (laughs) to me, he is just amazing. And unfortunately, I have him in two fantasy football leagues. I didn't even know he was not going to play 
Uh, but being the manager that I am, I was able to get him out of my lineups. But, um, sorry, I went on a tangent there. But, yeah, Calvin Johnson is a new information that I have that he um, – He's like unreplaceable, and 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 this makes me think about what's going to happen with the Falcons. If Julio Jones can't play, now we see how good Roddy White really is, because in some ways teams would figure out they're going to take away Roddy or Julio, Julio or Roddy. Now, whenever Roddy gets healthy, they're just going to be able to focus on Roddy, and unfortunately, I'm highly invested in the in the Atlanta Falcons. Um, in one league with the uh, fantasy guru, I have Gonzalez and Matt Ryan. So so I'm really curious how this is going to affect the fantasy value for their guys. Yeah, that, that and the Megatron deal was for real. Watching that game, they just there wasn't the uh the space on the field. Um, and I think you hit it on the head when you talk about the impact of guys like Megatron and Julio Jones and how that's going to play a huge role for, you know, your boy Matty Ice and, and Stafford also. I have him in a couple of leagues, and he doesn't look nearly as dynamic at the quarterback spot when you don't throw it to, to Meg, to Megatron. And when you're not throwing it to Megatron over there, it just doesn't look – things don't look as open as they, as they might otherwise. So my new information for this week is around the New York Jets. Um, and the fact that the New York Jets has we, – we, we look at what they don't have offensively, and we really forget that they've invested a lot of first-round picks in that defense. And that defense is young, and it's tough right now, and it's only going to get better. Now, will Rex Ryan be around to actually see those pieces come into play and develop and become what they can be? I don't know, but – they got some horses on D. They got some horses on defense like nobody's business. So that's something that I definitely, definitely, uh, that's some new information for me. I want to go with impressive performers. Uh, I want to slide into that conversation. Let's talk about impressive performers. PAD, who is your impressive performer for week five? Uh, my impressive okay. performer. <laughs> sorry about that. My impressive performer for week five. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan. With everything else that happened, he might be wondering right now, am I Matt Ryan's agent? I'm not. But I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan because watching that game yesterday, again working with your third string tackle and two other replacements on the offensive line, I thought he played pretty well. Okay, okay. so you're going with Matt Ryan. I'll give you mine, and then I want D. Wills to weigh in on his. My impressive performance was from that same game. It was Geno Smith. Now, the reason I have to give credit to Geno Smith is because I doubted the mess out of his brother. Like, in every fantasy football league I was in, I went and picked up Atlanta's defense. Because <laughs> of the way Geno Smith had been playing the past couple of weeks, you know, leading the league with 11 turnovers or having 11 turnovers in his first four games, I figured, hey, whoever he's playing, I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up. They're going to Atlanta. Atlanta's winning three. There's no way Atlanta's not going to show up and really show out in this game and really shut down the Jets. 
And, boy, was I wrong. Geno Smith played a great game. He was very sharp. He was very judicious with the ball. He made very quick decisions, did what he needed to do to carry the rocks. So hats off to Geno Smith for making me a fool. Uh, B. Wills, who's your impressive performer from week five? I, I like this person because I think about uh, two minutes in the game, he looked at the other person and said, uh, you want it one way. No, you want it one way. But it's uh, <laughs> I still see, I know what that means. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and the reason why I did this is my boy T.Y. Hilton. This cat went against a hell of a defense, against people who are going to talk junk. He had five receptions for, what, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Broke the open on him. I think he had like a 73-yard uh, reception. They challenged him, tried to get in his head. He looked at him like, okay, it's going to be that kind of party. It took Sherman and them to task. And I uh, got a lot of love for that because he competed. Uh, this is an up-and-coming receiver, and I just like his swag. You know, I think he's feeding off of luck, but he competed uh, and was a big reason why they won that game. Okay. All right. So now I want to get into this section. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Riddick Game Radio, on your dial. Wire quotes. I, I, I was, you know, PhD has been inspiring me to dig back into the wire, and so I've been digging back into the show, man, and it's just so many quotable moments from that show that just really resonate with you in everyday life. Like, you could watch one episode and probably come away with three or four quotes that you could use within a span of a week just for everyday stuff. So I wanted to dedicate some of these quotes, some of these wire quotes, to some guys who have impressed me or who have just made, who have just been notice, noticeable in these first couple of weeks of the NFL season. So the first quote I have is from Marlo Stansfield. You know who Marlo is now. Again, I'm not giving nothing away. He was dead when he opened his mouth. He just walking around not knowing it. I dedicate that quote to Josh Freeman. <laughs> Because <laughs> this whole Tampa Bay fiasco, and again, I call, we call it we, on this show, on, on we called this the week before everything went down, that Tampa Bay was a powder keg, something was up, something was in the water out there, and before you know it, they're releasing the quarterback, they're starting a rookie, then they're releasing information about failed drug tests, being in a drug program, and this, that, and the other, which you can't do. And they released the quarterback, and it just became a fiasco in Tampa. And so I dedicated this one to Josh Friedman because before he even uh, the drug test and what he did, things was going on the interview on ESPN, you know, he was already a dead, he was already a dead man before he opened his mouth. He just ain't know it. The writer was already, we saw it, we saw it. He just didn't know it. So I want to dedicate that quote, Marlo Stansfield, to my man Josh Freeman. Here's another quote. From, uh, I won't give the character away because you haven't met the character yet. But the quote is, Kennard wants to be the next Omar. I dedicate this quote to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck wants to be the next dude. And, yeah, you know who Omar is. So, if you know who Omar is, you know his standing. So, does that mean Omar is 
gets killed at some point. I mean, what? See, man. I mean, man, man, you're really doing me dirty right now. You're really doing me dirty. <laughs> yeah, he just you makes him want to be the next Omar. <laughs> then me Omar gets killed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It just means uh, see now. You, now you got me. You, see, just take just take the quotes and gain something, man. Keep it moving. No, don't, don't get to thinking too much about it. All right, because I'm not giving. I'm telling okay. you, you, don't give anything away. Please don't give anything sure away. Enough. If you start trying to all dig right. into them, and then I gotta explain that I might. I, I was just about to accidentally say something, and I stopped myself. <laughs> Yeah, he's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not giving anything away. He's not giving anything I'm away. I'm not. These are these are super cryptic, dog. I'm trying to be as respectful as I can of the fact that you are in in the throes of this show. All right, so here's one for my man Peyton Manning. From the looks of things, Stringer Bell is worse than a drug dealer. Now, the reason I dedicate Peyton Manning is because this dude is just more than a quarterback right now. He he he's he's doing stuff at the line of scrimmage, and he's always done this. And maybe it's just because he has so many more weapons that it just seems like he is dismantling teams. I mean, he is undressing your defense. Like it's just not appropriate for children to watch. Like, he he just picks apart defenses in ways that this dude is more than a quarterback. He's not just a runner. He's just not getting up there and you know coming back and reading the defense. He's like we talk about seeing the green numbers like Neo in the Matrix. That's what Peyton Manning is looking at right now. He's looking at data. <laughs> He's just straight looking at data. Like, yo, man, it is what it is, and I can, data can be manipulated, and that's what he's doing. So that that's one quote. Then I got I got this other quote here for the Dallas Cowboys. Give me a moment as I as I pull it up. This is this is this quote I have for Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. See, that's what we can Why? Because we <laughs> The cow Jerry Jones comes out and he's talking about moral victories. And you know, you think you understand it. There are no moral victories in professional sports. It just aren't. It doesn't work that way. You getting a check, I'm getting a check. We both out here to win. All right? This ain't high school. He's got better kids. This is the NFL. And when we lace them up, again, we both getting a check for this. I'm expecting to win the game. You're expecting to win the game. I'm not coming out here to do my best and, and see how we stack up. No, I'm coming here to win. And so when you have your owner talking about that, that's the cultural mentality of, of that college program right now, and that's got to shift, you know. That's got to change, and they got to start to look at things differently. I know he was trying to put a positive spin on a rough loss, but these guys don't need that. They're pros, right? They're pros. And the last, the last quote I have, Lester, are we still cops? Technically, I suppose so. I'm sending that one out to uh, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> uh, NFL football team. But I think every now and then they have to definitely check and just ask themselves, uh, are we are we still in the NFL? Because um, we don't play like it at all. <laughs> 
So, so those are my dedications. Those are my dedications. I'll be dropping more dedications with quotes uh, from different shows and not The Wire, but that's something I'm going to try to, we're going to try to work in as, as we continue to go through this. You know, that quotes or something like that, some other great shows that, that are out there that, that folks watch and get into. So we got to get into our game for this week. Uh, this week we got some more banging games on the schedule. All right, the first game we're going to pick this week, we got New England at home versus the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady and his crew, who had a very, very rough game this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, where they really struggled to score points. But word on the street is they're getting the Gronk back uh, this week. And if he is coming back, he's coming back just in time because they're going to need him to put up, to be there so they can put up some points and match this high-powered New Orleans offense. So let's go ahead and get the picks in the book. D. Wills, who you got? Now, I did say New Orleans defense travels, but it's going to get a, it's going to get a rude awakening in New England. And the reason why is they have to blame it on Cincinnati. Cincinnati embarrassed Brady. <laughs> If they had, if they had played with Cincinnati, I was like, okay, New, and New Orleans going to lose a game. I said it, it's going to be New England. This is just not a it's not a good place to come with Tom Brady. Does, you know, breaks the streak, doesn't throw any touchdowns. He might have a four five touchdown game. Okay, all right, all right. So you go with New England. P A Z. Who you got? New England as well. I think uh, blame it on the Bengals. I agree with Devon. Okay, okay. So you go, you going with New England? I'm going with New Orleans. I think they keep this role going. I, I really don't think New England has a whole lot offensively. I watched the Bengal game last last weekend, and you know, Brady just doesn't have a whole lot to work with. And as good as he is, when you go up against a good defense, which I think the Saints have a good defense, it is really hard to score points when you just don't when you have guys that don't win one on one matchups, and that's what it boils down to. In any sport, any team sport, is your guys have to win the one-on-one matchups, and the Patriots don't have enough guys who can do that, and it's making it difficult for Brady to do what he does. And I think that's why they had a hard time with Cincinnati. I think that's why they'll have a hard time with uh, New England this week. So I'm, going, I'm, I'm sorry, with New Orleans this week. So I'm going New Orleans. Next game we're going to pick, we got Baltimore at home against Green Bay. I'll start with PHD. I like Green Bay. I like Green Bay on the road. They've uh, proven last year and this year they play pretty good on the road in terms of scoring points. And and I think the the win they had last week is going to propel them to uh, to really separate themselves in that division. Okay, I'm also going with Green Bay in this one. Um, I don't trust Flacco. I don't trust Flacco. <laughs> I don't trust Flacco. All right, I just I don't trust Flacco. <laughs> I, I I don't like anything about Joe Flacco. Um, I have Ray Rice on my fantasy football teams, and I'm tired of watching Ray Rice get 30, 12 carries for 36 yards. Give the ball to Ray Rice all the time because Joe Flacco is terrible. Please. That's all I got to say. D-Wills, who you got, Green Bay or Baltimore? 
Yeah, I think mean, what Dre Rice is averaging what two, three yards a carry. Um, <laughs> uh, they gonna need him. Um, I'm going with Green Bay. All right. So we got Green Bay. Our third game this week, a showdown in the AFC West. We have the three and two Arizona Cardinals going in to face off against the three and two San Francisco 49ers. Now, this game is important because Seattle's kind of put themselves out a little bit. They're they are a four and one. These teams need to keep pace uh, with Seattle in the division. So somebody's got to. Somebody's got something's got to give here. Arizona seems like they're doing it with smoke and mirrors right now. Um, they haven't. The schedule hasn't been great. They're figuring out how to win games. Um, they haven't gone against any great teams, but they're getting the job done. Um, San Francisco is starting to hit their groove. They're starting to get back into it. They're starting to get a good feel for what they want to do, both offensively and defensively. Kaepernick though is still not setting the world on fire with his numbers after that big game week one. So, in this one, I'm actually going to go out on the ledge and go Arizona to pull off the upset. I think this is going to be a tightly contested division game. I think it's going to come down to some quirky special teams plays, and I think Arizona special teams is, when you talk about Patrick Patterson um, in a return game, we know that that has been a bit of an Achilles heel historically for the 49ers and special teams. So I think it's going to come down to special teams. I'm picking Arizona. He wills. Who you got? This is where Kaepernick finds his swagger. He starts getting this. Don't start kissing the biceps. Uh, 49ers, <laughs> I can see it. They, they, they revving up. People don't talk that junk. Uh, they like, you don't know and you don't want to know. That's an old Fred Sanford one right there for y'all. I'm going with the 49ers in hardball. All right. PhD, who you got? This is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Arizona. I uh I think Carson Palmer plays up to his competition, so I think he has a good game this week. Okay. All right. So our uh last NFL game that we're gonna pick this week, we have the Washington Redskins facing off against the Dallas Cowboys. R G three coming off a bye week, the Redskins are coming off a bye week. You hope that maybe they have started to uh, piece together kind of who they want to be. They have a better idea of who they're going to be as a squad. Dallas is coming off a, uh, a big loss, a tough loss. And Romo's got obviously is going to come into this game with even more of a chip on his shoulder after throwing for 500 yards, five touchdowns, and that one costly pick and still having people doubt his abilities to lead that squad. So this one we're going with Ph.D., who you got winning this game? I'll take the Cowboys at home. Mm. Cowboys at home. All right, over the Redskins. Okay, is that more of an indictment of the Cowboys, or is that more faith in, in the Cowboys or an indictment of the Redskins? I think it's an indictment of the Redskins. The The Redskins have been pitiful against the run in the past. This is very true. This is very true. I'm very excited for all of my for if you own any Cowboys, um, you should be happy about this game. Um I'm starting Tony Romo this week in one of my leagues and I picked up Terrence Williams, who I have to give my man PhD a pat on the back. He mentioned his whole Charles Johnson situation. 
he made a very smart move. He picked up Terrence Williams, and Terrence Williams balled. I mean, <laughs> balled for my man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You were you were in a bind, but you you were you worked your magic as a, as a real GM should, and you got yourself out of it. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm also I, I'm I'm kind of on the other side of the fence. I think Washington's gonna come out after the bye and kind of catch. They're gonna catch Dallas looking in the rearview mirror. Dallas is gonna be thinking about what they could have done, um, what they, what could have been with the win they could have had last week, and I think. You know they're gonna Washington's gonna come back with some wrinkles um, for RG three to get him moving around a little bit more to get him using his legs in, in a safe manner a little bit more, and I think they're gonna show up some of the gaps in their defense. That still is a solid defense. It was a solid defense a year ago. Um, I, 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 you know I, I think they've gotten off to a bad start. They play some tough offensive teams and things haven't gone their way. So I'm going Washington. D Wills, who you got? You know. Uh, Washington just just haven't had trouble stopping offenses, running game, and passing game. They just have trouble stopping other people uh, and doing things against other people, other teams. <laughs> and so, uh, I think I think I think it's going to be competitive because it's always a rivalry game. But you know, I picked Dallas to win this division, and this is a game I expect them to win at home. So, how about them Cowboys for this week? Okay. All right. So now let's get into uh, our. College football games, real quick before uh, we we because we got about ten minutes left or thirteen minutes left of showtime, so I want to make sure we get these picks in. Um, looking at <clears throat> the college games, I want us to get to for this week. The first game is we have number two, the number two ranked Oregon Ducks going in to play, going into Seattle to play the Washington Huskies, who are ranked number sixteen. Pac-12 showdown, who you got in this game, D-Wills? Oregon at Washington. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, Washington's been building up for this moment. Uh, and, um, you know, this is only going to turn the corner, but I got to start quacking. Quack, quack, quack. We lost the Ducks. That's too much speed <laughs> yeah. on the hill, y'all. It's too much speed. They, they, better, they, better, they better give out tickets because they're going to be going faster than 70 on that field. Okay, so you going with Oregon. You going with Oregon. PhD, who are you taking, Oregon or Washington in this game? Not so fast. I'm going to roll with Washington, man. I like mm. that. That quarterback they have, I can't think of his name right now, but I'm going to go Washington. Okay. All right, in this game, I'm going Oregon. Um, Mariota, I think, is is right now in the mix for the Heisman. Uh, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago as as being one of those guys who's in that mix. I think he's going to stay in that mix. De'Anthony Thomas is a burner. Washington, I think, this is one of those games where, you know, they're, they're trying to step up. They're trying to establish themselves as one of the big boys in the Pac-12, but I think they're going to get punched in the throat by the bully on the block, which is Oregon right now. So um, I got I got Oregon. And I think after this win, I think we might see Oregon jump up into the one spot uh, in next week's poll. I'm going to make a bold prediction right there, too. Um, our second college football game, Florida. The Florida Gators are going into Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. I'll pick this one first. 
I'm going to LSU at home. Uh, you know, Les Miles is going eat some grass. He's got a loaded team, a loaded defense. The Mad Hatter is going to be prepared, and they're going to do what they do down in uh, in Baton Rouge. D. Will, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, D. Wills. Who you got in this matchup? Florida or LSU? Tiger Stadium, Death Valley is where teams go to die. Um, and they, the Mad Hatter's mad. They're going to put it on. It's going to be LSU. You know, it's going to be 93,000 right. 93, LSU. All right, so you go to LSU, PAZ, who you got? I'm going with LSU at home, Death Valley. Okay, so we all going LSU on that one. So to recap the picks real quick, D-Wills, New England versus uh, New Orleans. D-Wills and PhD go New England. I got New Orleans. We all go Green Bay in the Green Bay-Baltimore matchup. PhD and I like Arizona over San Francisco. D-Wills is going San Francisco. D-Wills and PhD are both riding with the Cowboys on this one. And to that, fellas, I just have to say. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Both of y'all are taking the Cowboys over the Washington Redskins. I'm going with the Redskins. PAD's going out on limb and picking Wash U over Oregon. And not the St. Louis Wash U. My man, PAD's got the the Southern Illinois roots right there. and then we all went LSU over Florida. So that does it for this week's uh, six in the chamber, I like to call it. Six in the chamber for your six shooter. That's our six games that we picked. Uh, so that does it for this week. We'll check in on the rankings. I got a game, a couple games, and I got to get back in the first place. Uh, D. Wills and I are tied up. PhDs hanging in there. We're all picking pretty well. Um, you know, we're all we're all some pretty good pickers right now. You know, so we're going to keep track of these records and keep everything going. Fellas, got to pay a few bills, and then we'll be back with our uh, dog of the week. So let's go ahead and do that. Now we're going to get into our Resistance Digital dog of the week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upgrade technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the real sports guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. All right. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG Renegade Radio, hitting you off with our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Uh, D. Wills, you know how it goes, bro. You know how it goes. We need more dogs. Uh, I'm going with Peyton, a.k.a. Yoda. Manny, who uh, got, he went uh, he went thirty three for forty two, four hundred fourteen yards and four touchdowns. But as we said today, it was just how he did it, 
how he committed this command of the game. That's my dog of the week. Okay. All right. So Peyton Manning. Yeah, man. He he he's he's putting in work. He's definitely putting in work. PhD. We need more dogs. Uh, this was a tough one, but I am going to go with Tony Romo. Yes, he threw a last a late fourth quarter interception, but without that Without his performance throughout the game, it would have been a blowout like it had been in Denver's first four games of the season. So I want winners. Wow. (laughs) That wasn't me. That was D. Wills. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, (laughs) I just want to mess with you. I don't know what it is. Right, I won't win it since the Steelers fan. <laughs> right, really, right. really want some winners. Wow, let me remix it then. Please let me remix it. Ask me again, please. <laughs> all right, all right, no, here no, we no, go. Here we go. We go right back. We go right back. We go right back. PhD, you know how it goes. We need more dogs. I'm going to go with Alshon Dre Jeffrey, the wide receiver for Chicago. He had a huge game. He catches 218 yards, touchdown. He had two plays over 40 yards. This is the potential I thought he'd have coming out of South Carolina a couple years ago. Boom. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, for me and my dog of the week, I'm I'm going to give a group dog of the week, and I'm going to give it to the New York Jets defensive front seven. Um. They played a heck of a game. They established a tone for this squad. They, uh, they, they, they. I feel like they, they, they allowed Geno Smith to chill out for a little bit. They allowed him to relax. He wasn't behind the eight ball, trying to quarterback his team that was down by a bunch of points. So he didn't have to make a bunch of decisions. You can trust the defense and just be smart and do what you need to do. So that's up to the Jets defense. Another slamming show in the books, folks. Uh, thank you all for listening out there. Real Sports Guys, RSG Renegade Radio. Make sure you download the podcast, realsportsguys.com. Get, go there, download the podcast, check us out on Twitter, at Game Changer, RSG, at D Wills, RSG. We got to get PhD on Twitter, but he's dissertating <laughs> things of that nature, so he really doesn't have time to tweet. But I'm sure if he did tweet, his tweets would be mad educational right now. <laughs> Either that. Either that or he just he tweets Slim Charles quote. <laughs> oh man! So you're in season three right now, PAZ. Your yeah. first ep- What did you think of the first episode? I like the way they started season three because the first two seasons they kind of build up to how they get to the wiretap. Season three, they jump right in. They've already been in the wiretap for, you know, six months. So I uh, I liked it. I liked it. You know, I liked it. Yeah, man, you're you going to continue to like it. It only gets better. Like, again, season two is probably the slowest season. Every season after that is just unbelievable, man. It is just unbelievable. So enjoy. Again, if you haven't checked out The Wire, you got to get into it, man. What are you waiting for? It's one of the best shows ever. You know, it just is. It just is. I could talk about the wire all day. The yeah, NBA every episode is available. Every episode is available on HBO Go. Yeah, check that out. Check that yeah. out. NBA season is coming up around the corner. 
Justin Page. We got to get him in. We're going to talk college college hoops, NBA hoops. We also still got to get to our list of our five or our seven top college football jobs. So we're going to hit you off with that as well. Till then, check us out next week, Tuesday, next Tuesday, same time, same place, 8.30 to 10 o'clock Central Time, 9 to uh, nine to what is that? Eight thirty, ten thirty. You you know how it goes. Ninety right. minutes go. Ninety minutes to fall. I, yeah, time time zone shift just threw me off. Nine to nine thirty to eleven Eastern time. There we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. So be easy. Take care. Be blessed. Peace from the renegade. Oh, you still there? Hello? You still there? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.